Today what we're going to do is we're going to dedicate a little bit of time to exploring the psychology of belief. Now this talk will most likely have your head spinning a little bit regarding why you believe what you believe, why you work where you work, why you married who you married, and basically everything you've done in your life will come under the microscope after this very short talk where you're going to be exposed to the psychology of belief, which means what's driving your belief? Is it uh, safety and security? And if you listen to my podcast, you'll understand that it is safety and security. <laughs> or are you still going to try to fabricate the illusion that you are in full control of your life at all times and that you've made all your decisions yourself independently based on logical and rational analysis of, of the stimuli or environment at, at that point in time, and you've made a logical decision to move forward. So let's begin. <laughs> let's, uh, I was listening to this one lady. Well, there's a news report out of Wuhan, and there was a shopping market where people could buy snakes, like anacondas, they could buy bats, you know, that's been sensationalized a little bit. But yeah, they could buy bats. There was chocolate-covered wasps. There was dogs with uh, the, you know, sticks. Seriously, the sticks were, you know, up their anus and then coming out their mouth. There was cats like that, I believe. Dogs, definitely dogs was their cats. I can't remember. But there was all kinds of things that you know, this is the psychology of belief that most people would believe should not be eaten. <laughs> and the lady that I was next to while she was watching this report on the TV, she says, unbelievable. Can you believe people eat snakes and bats and dogs like that? That is absolutely insane. Now, the lady saying that had circumcised her three boys, which is a Babylonian Sumerian ritual that is meant to invoke massive electrical disturbances in the reptilian brain and shut off the prefrontal cortex. She also, you know, drinks wine at night that's proven to make you sick. She goes to medical professionals asking for poisons to make her healthy. And hopefully I don't have to talk too much about the psychology of belief for you to understand that there's a part of your brain that all humans have. And it is a safety and security seeking mechanism. And it's most favorite safety and security based application has to do with copying what everybody else is doing, just not physically, but idea wise and belief wise. And that part of the brain is responsible for this massive gap in the average person trying to discern for themselves what's right and what's wrong. Like, is it really wrong to eat a snake? It was an anaconda. It looked pretty gross, but is it really wrong to eat a snake maybe in a 
country where there's a lot of snakes. I don't know. I, don't, I hope to God there's not a lot of snakes that size over there because the one that was on the chopping block at the Wuhan meat market that was uh, highlighted on the news report, that was pretty massive. But, you know, what's more odd, you know, eating an animal or, you know, chopping the tops off your boy's penis and then telling the you know telling the child that you love them and that you know you'll do anything for them and if you're not understanding how this part of the brain works it's really a go along to get along sort of uh, application where we can be really we can land here as humans so basically the human body is uh, what i call a meat spacesuit and the souls are sort of ether or vapor, and they can sort of slip into the meat spacesuit and experience life in, in physical form, sort of like we need spacesuits to go into space. We need a submarine or a very big diving apparatus to go under the water. Souls, which are not physical matter, for them to come visit this area that we call Earth, they need the meat spacesuit. So we can... We can land as souls in these meat spacesuits and we have these brains that uh, are, are well aware that when we're born out of our mother's vagina that we're very tiny and we're very helpless. We can't defend ourselves. We can't handle a sword or a shotgun and we are completely dependent on the people that are around us and the easiest way to get along in that sort of environment is develop a brain that has this huge processing ability to download all the environmental stimuli and then just to say you know I'm just like you I'm part of the tribe I'm going to fit in I'm going to say what you're saying I'm going to think what you're thinking I'm going to do what you're doing I'm going to believe what you're believing and if you happen to be born in a into a group that are spiritually adept and everything's loving and they don't they don't have any death cult rituals like we see uh, in our society one of those death cult rituals are the circumcision which no one's really giving any sort of not many people give it any sort of logical analysis and again it's it's because of this part of the brain that just says i don't care it could be chopping the whole penis off if that's what the culture dictated so i could fit in and be everybody's buddy that's what would happen and i've even had uh, people who travel to africa who talk against female genital mutilation who have circumcised their own sons and this is how powerful and illogical and irrational this part of the brain is is that anything that we do is perfect because that's what it takes to fit in with the environment that I'm placed in and this is the psychology of belief is if you don't have the ability to question um, what you're actually doing and when you're actually doing it and why you're actually doing it, you're going to get into that whole self-sabotage spectrum where you're doing a whole bunch of shit in your life that makes no sense other than you trying to fit in. And that part of the brain 
the subconscious, that's what it's called. So in case you're wondering, what, you know, what, where is this part of the brain? It's the subconscious. It doesn't care if fitting in makes you fat. It doesn't care if fitting in makes you drunk. It doesn't, it doesn't care if fitting in gives you cancer if you're a smoker. It doesn't, obviously, it doesn't care if you go to a health professional and all they do is go over poison, uh, not go over poison. They never review what you're eating or how you're exercising and how you're doing. And no matter what's wrong with you, they give you a bottle full of poison where if you took the whole bottle and digested the whole bottle, you would die instantly. And then you have this sort of inverted view that one pill a day, somehow of the bottle, the whole bottle would make you die and somehow one pill a day is going to make you better. That That's the part of the brain that's engaged in this moronic operation. So whether it's voting for people who obviously don't represent you to thinking red wine makes you healthy when obviously everybody that drinks it is not healthy and there's a whole spectrum of self-sabotaging behaviors that most people are engaging in today which have absolutely nothing to do with making them happy nothing to do with making them satisfied nothing to do with making them like helping them develop their legacy they're sort of dragging that child-based strategy for survival all the way into their adulthood and not realizing that yeah that was that the thing about that survival strategy and blending in and being everybody's friend and mirror imaging it's called and um, mimicking and emulating that's really good for making you alive so if you're listening to this and you're alive congratulations that sort of odd copying based strategy for uh, interfacing with the world it really worked so give yourself a, a pat on the back that was great you're alive and it was probably really tough to survive in the society of pedophiles and drunks and uh, people at the park that are screwed up because they don't understand their behavior and somehow you manage to get by you know all those real evil souls and you're alive and that's probably because you have this very good coping mechanism to say the right thing when you need to say it and blend in and dodge and duck and get by everybody and sort of you know, go under the radar, don't become too good, but don't become too bad as well, just kind of be mediocre, and that really worked for you, but if you're an adult, and you're having some problems with money, you're having some problems with your relationships, you're having some problems with um, your health, your weight, and, you know, believe in liaria in the media, like, uh, what we got going on now and you think the government's your friend and out for the greater good and you can't tell a lie to save your life <laughs> and it's getting you in a whole bunch of trouble where you're probably just sitting in the house right now thinking that communism is freedom if you're having all kinds of trouble like that in your life it's most likely because you don't understand this part of the brain which is you know it's a non-pushback it's a conformity based reflexively obedient because that's the best way to get by if you're a kid well you're not a kid anymore 
And let's get, let's get another example. I remember one of my mentors, Paul Check. Okay, he's he's a mentor, and I don't want to. You know, he has two wives, and in his um, in his relationship, and he's explained this before. He's explaining it more now because you know he's he's tired. He he wants to give people examples. Like I'm giving you examples. So he has two wives. They they live in the same house, I believe, some of the time, and uh, other times. I, I'm just guessing at this, but I know both women are well aware. Of course, they're both aware that he has another wife, and they're both completely happy. Paul has two children with his new wife, and they all take care of the children together. They're 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 beautiful parents, beautiful people, and the wives are are given complete uh, freedom over their own bodies too. Like if they want to go out and have tea or, or or you know work out with another male without shame or guilt, they're they're allowed to pursue their heart or their soul. If there someone walks by and you know, really sort of catches their eye, they're, they're encouraged to follow and let their electrical and sexual energy flow through their body. It's a creative force and engage in conversation and engage in anything they want to engage in. And, and of course, Paul has the same exact uh, freedoms allotted to him. And I don't know how how uh, frequent the 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 people in this arrangement take take advantage of their freedoms, but uh, a lady was reading on my, one of my posts about Paul Check, and and I know her, and she says, doesn't he have two wives? And it was just like the Wuhan meat market situation because I know her, and I know her husband, and her husband has had four very messy affairs. She's had three. And what she was trying to do is say, you know, our way is the best. But obviously there's some faults there. It's like the saying circumcision. You're not, not questioning circumcision. They're not, I'm not condoning polygamy or monogamy or anything. I'm just saying there's a psychology of belief. And yeah, it might work. What obviously... If obviously her beliefs were not working in satisfying her on emotional or sexual basis, and but she has to f stick to those beliefs as hard as she can because there's safety and security protocols for operating in the society. And it's just like drinking red wine or working a job you don't like, they're so common that you've been told. You haven't even been told to do them. Your subconscious mind throws, it's not a logical and rational analysis. It just says, what's everybody else doing? And the subconscious says, everybody seems to be getting a job. Very little proportions of the population have their own businesses. But the subconscious brain misses the fact that most people who have jobs are more miserable than the people that run their own business. They're more frustrated, they have less time, spend less time with their kids, and they're usually heavily addicted because it sort of comes as that fit in, go along to get along package. Uh, work a job you don't like, get shit-faced when you get home on the wine, walk around the block, watch some TV, go to bed, uh, obey, repeat, comply, 
And, you know, that the subconscious mind says that, you know, I like that. That's really good. That's what everybody else is doing. It makes me safe and secure and uh, get married. And even the subconscious mind scans the environment and says, oh, when, when do we get married here to fit in with everybody? And it used to be, you know, 18, um, you know, 80 years ago. Now it's around 30. And, and, and it's the media that tricks the subconscious mind into a lot of these beliefs because the subconscious can't tell the, the difference between real life and the screen. So the more movies you watch and the more TVs you watch, the more your subconscious tries to uh, make you blend with the behavior on the screen so that you're safe. People are getting married at 30, working jobs they don't like. They're eating foods they shouldn't be eating. They're saying things they shouldn't be saying. And they're believing things they shouldn't be believing. And they're getting overweight. Like one of the big things, I mean, you know, how can any human in the world go to a, a conventional medical doctor when they're sick, when the conventional medical doctors are listed in the literature as the number one cause of premature death in the North America and the EU? Well, if you know how the subconscious mind works, you know exactly why they're going. They're going because everybody else is going. And they're, and it's a child-based adaptation to, to survival. It's a, a strategy for going along to get along and saying, hey, I'm with this medical tribe. This is a big tribe, really safe. Um, I eat Doritos. I have coffee for breakfast on an empty stomach. I have muffin, which is cake without icing. And um, and then when I start bleeding from my rectum, uh, because I'm eating, I can't seem to understand how my brain's working that I'm eating this sort of garbage because everybody else is eating the garbage and I'm not really thinking independently anymore. I'm just following. Um, the next place to follow in this sort of unhealthy tribe is the doctor to get poisoned. I get more sick and then I, I line up to vote for people that don't represent me and uh, they take half my money and no one seems to be saying anything. So I'm not going to say anything. I get home. I have some wine. I sit on the couch, have some ice cream and watch some Netflix. Sure, I'm not happy. And yeah, sure, my penis doesn't stand up anymore. And I'm a little depressed and I, I don't like my life. But uh, hey, I'm safe, I'm secure, I fit in, I blend in, this is great. But eventually, and this eventually moment was in, in old societies, ancient societies, there was supposed to be a transition from those child-based fitting in coping strategies. At about 14, you were supposed to transition from a child to an adult. And I've gone over this in probably every podcast that I've ever made. Is that in ancient Sparta, they used to put the 14-year-old boys outside the city walls. And it was that fear. They would put them out there, I think, for four days or a week. And you'd have to be an adult. You got to get your own food, make your own shelter. And, you know really keep your eyes open and assess for danger and start to think on your own and not to follow because there's nothing to follow. It's just you. So absent of following and absent of repeating and you take away anybody else to help you, you change the brain's function from dependent to independent. And all ancient societies knew that if you didn't make that rite of passage, the proper rite of passage, passage, especially with the men, the women had their own rite of passage. If you didn't have that rite of passage, you would have an adult in the village who still thought 
and talked and behaved like a child. And when you look out today, oh boy, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on this. You know, the video playing um, 40-year-old with the arm sleeve, smoking dope, still living in in his house like, uh, I don't know, the Wedding Crashers. It was Will Ferrell. Guy's yelling at his mom to get a meatloaf all the time. And and you, you see the problem with the psychology of belief. Number one, the psychology of belief will inhibit you from seeing how insane you really are. So a lot of people work where they work because it was safe. They married who they married because it was safe. They went to whatever school because it was safe. They went to high school because it was safe. They, what they're eating, they do because it's safe. Um, what they post on their social media, they do because it's safe. It's all safety, safety, safety. Where do I find the most safety? But if all you consider is safety, well, on the spectrum in the mind, safety is at one end and happiness and freedom and personal selfhood and creation and everything sort of that will bring joy to your soul is at the other end. So if you don't understand how you for if you make your beliefs you make them from copying other people or copying the media or copying magazines and you never understand that copying will never make you happy well then you're probably not very happy and the psychology of belief like i alluded to about you know a minute ago where i started this different segment is you won't be able to see how literally insane some of your beliefs might be, like circumcision, vaccination, taking medical poison to make you healthy, going to a hospital where there's chocolate bar, chip, and pop machines inside something called the healthcare system. The highest paid doctors are the ones that can't make anybody healthy. To be a doctor... Um, you know, you should be able to have this long list of before and afters where you're making people healthy, but we don't see that. And, and that's the sort of mental insanity that you won't see if you don't understand that your brain will do absolutely anything to fit in. And the people who rule us, oh, they know all this. And they know you're very prone to fit in. So if we look out today at the C CVD, the COVID-19 situation, where communism is marching in and everybody's repeating the liaria from the politicians and they're meant to save. They're making sure to crash the economy because they care. Now, what part of the brain's most likely to believe that? The repeating part that wants to fit in or the, the adult part that we're supposed to transition into at 14, look out into the public today, you don't see a lot of adults putting this together. They just want to fit in, repeat the dictates of the bully in the schoolyard. So they're like, yeah, I'll just say what I have to say to fit in. And for anybody to believe that the government cares about them, I mean, really, folks, the, go the government, I mean, alcohol kills 3 million people every year on the planet they shut down the planes and they serve alcohol on the planes and you can get drunk at any airport in the world but but the government cares about the old people and and they care about you not dying early smoking kills seven million people every year on the planet 
but they're going to just make sure to put everybody unemployed and crash the world into an economic crisis that it's never seen before because the government cares so much about you dying early that they'll make sure cigarettes are for sale in every country in the world. And then junk food kills 11 million people per year on the planet. Junk food is in all the, you know, all the uh, hospitals. I mean, there's the fast food restaurants in the hospitals in Canada. There's chocolate bar, chip and pop machines. But again, they care. Now, who's going to believe that unless they have this five-year-old child mind and the people who rule us really like it if we never make that rite of passage because then we're, it's like taking candy from a baby. And that's what's going on out there right now. Even in Ontario, even though alcohol is proven, you can look this up, put, put, go to your Google or DuckDuckGo, don't go to Google, go to DuckDuckGo and put in alcohol in, increases viral infection. So alcohol is proven to increase the incident of incidence of viral infection but all this alcohol the and it's proven to cause cancer it's proven to cause brain damage and it's proven to lessen your lifespan in any amount of course because you can have alcohol poisoning i mean there's no th no such thing as cauliflower flower poisoning and and uh, you know you'd have to not be you, you you can't have transition from child to adult unless you see these things how can you be missing that? So all the all the liquor stores in Canada are open, and they used to open at 9. Now they open at 7, and from 7 to 9, it's a special quiet time for the elderly and the disabled folks. And this is because the governments of the world care so much about you dying early and care so much about the elderly that they're going to make sure they have their alcohol. And, and so how, what are we supposed to say as, you know, the children of our societies flatten the curve? How does giving people alcohol that's proven to increase viral infection, it increases cancer, it causes brain damage, and it causes you to die earlier? How is that going to flatten the curve? or reduce the busyness of the hospitals. And once you get to the hospital shit-faced, you can have a chocolate bar and a chip and a pop while you're waiting to get in to see the doctor who's going to poison you back into the Stone Age with some other medication that if you took the whole bottle, you're dead. So what, like, if you, if you got one living brain cell left on duty, you should be able to put this sort of you know, narrative together yourself. But again, the psychology of belief, the subconscious mind that makes you want to fit in and blend in for safety, it's only supposed to be active when you're a kid. It's not supposed to be active when you're an adult. And if you look, I've been going out there, you talk to people and you might as well have a TV stuck right to their head. Because all they're telling me is the same bullshit the TV told them. And the only and you, the average person, if they don't know how the mind works, says, oh, yeah, Frank, you're, 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 you're fucking stupid. They're screwing you over. But that's not, that's not how uh, you should be describing it. You, should, you don't, don't tell Frank, but 
there's he's back in the child-based safety protocols of repeating the lies of known liars just to fit in and kind of buddy up with the the bully in the schoolyard and say, hey hey biff don't punch me today i know you're powerful what do you want me to say to you today what do you want me to do for you today so we we have a society of adults that are acting thinking and behaving like children and this is why we're in the lockdown this is why we're not able to defend ourselves this is why even our whole everybody from the mayors to the provincial government to our federal leaders at the top they just buckle like children mean they, they copy they're like what are you doing i'm going to do what you're doing to fit in and be safe and some of them might be in on it. Some of them might just be inept. But it's mostly what you're seeing out there is pure psychology, pure child psychology with zero leadership or adult psychology behind it. So that's the psychology of belief. I'm sure that's freaked a lot of people out. I'm sure people are looking at their companions now saying, did I marry you to be safe? Or did I marry you for other reasons? And it's not nothing. There's it's not about right or wrong. Okay, it's about progress. It's about trying to see if you're in the child brain. Like, what are you doing right now when they're trying to roll communism in uh, in about six weeks? Like, what are you doing? Are you just going along to get along? And how far will you go? Will you just go to like the FEMA camp and? eat the gruel and kind of die in the corner? Like, what are you willing to do here? Anyway, this is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening.